0: Holy Spirit just joining us in exalting Jesus. Do you ever feel that in your spirit? You know, just, oh, that is is so good. Hey, just quickly, before I get to the word this morning, a few years ago, three years ago I think, because it popped up on my Facebook feed this morning, you know that no one actually knows the exact day or hour of Jesus' birth. They think it, some people think it was through September October, through the Feast of Tabernacles, Others, other Jewish theologians say that it was actually more like March-April because that's the time when the lambs are born in Israel, and that's when the shepherds would have been out in the fields. You know, no one really knows the day or hour, and you know, no one knows the day or hour of his coming. No one knows the day or hour of his coming, but he is coming again. As he came as a babe, he's coming as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. Are we living our life in the view of his second coming? Are we we living our life in the view of his lordship and kingship? Good question. But anyway, new birth. I just was in worship and I thought, man, before I speak, let's do something a little bit different. Is that all right? So are there two or three people here that could briefly, and I mean briefly, not 10 minutes or 15 minutes, could describe the new birth that they had in Christ. Your testimony of being born again by the Spirit of God. It's on.
1: Yeah, so um, mine was a bit weird. I was um, working with this guy who was a Christian, and he had stickers all over his car. And um, and when he came to work there, I went, Oh, no, not one of these guys. anyway he said I speak in tongues I said yeah i never heard of that I was a Catholic all my life never heard of tongues so he went on for six months trying to get me to come to church No. Nah. then one day he said I talked to my pastor last night and he said I can pray in tongues at ya <laughs> I said cool go ahead so he did and I went I've got to know this Jesus so I went to investigate and um, the rest is history. And, um, <laughs> and so when it lined up with the Word of God, when what he did lined up with the Word of God, he was speaking a language that he didn't understand and I knew it was a language and something spoke to me inside. And then um, when it happened to me, you know, awesome.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is there another one? Someone else got a... Jude. You have to watch these teachers that they don't speak for too long.
2: Um, My my, um, brother and sister gave their lives to the Lord when they were teenagers and so did I. But when I left the church, something happened to me. It was like I hung everything up like a coat when I left. They got something and I didn't it was like they had something that I didn't and I sort of went through my life until I was in my late late 20s thinking my brother and sister have got something that I didn't I searched for this Jesus I went to different churches I went to a whole lot of different churches but I just kept on sliding back into the world every time I left church and I was thinking they've got something that I haven't got and I didn't know what it was it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I said God I give up, I'm going to give all my life to you and I lay down on the floor and I said, Lord, you can have all my life and it was at that point of surrender that Jesus just came into the room and my whole life changed. It was like I, I turned on a dime but I heard this language in my head. It was like this whole other language was in my head and I thought, well, I'm going to go to church. I'll find a really good church to go to So I went to the Christian Outreach in the city that I was in and I didn't know what this, I heard this whole full language in my head and so I I went to the ladies meeting and I said said to them, I think I can speak French. I think I can speak French. And they go, no, I think it's just the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So they prayed for me until I could speak it out my mouth. Anyway, so my whole life from that point changed to the point where it was completely different and I lost a whole lot of friends because I was just completely changed. And It was that point of surrender. I had to surrender and that was the difference and that was when I fully came to... To know the Saviour, that point of surrender.
0: Amen. Thanks, Stu. <clears throat> Amen. Right, I promise I won't get be too long today. How long is too long? Awesome! Praise God. This is good. How long does it? How long do they do in Uganda? <laughs> all day. <laughs> anyone bring a turkey? You know, 2020's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Interesting, in inverted commas. That's the way I use interesting. Not interesting, but interesting. It really has. You know, we've had people within the Family Restoration Centre that have faced such uh, loss. We've all faced loss in some way. trials, um, hardships, all that kind of stuff. Not to mention the whole COVID thing. I have made a decision that every time I hear the word COVID, I'm going to say Jesus. So I just got to say Jesus. I just want you to know every week now, if, if I hear the word COVID, I'm going to say Jesus because he's the name above all names. and I'm going to keep speaking his name until this thing is gone. You know, Scripture clearly shows us that the enemy of our souls is a liar he is a deceiver and he's a manipulator, and we could keep bringing up words from scripture. And it, But it's important that now more than ever, in our lifetime, we need to receive the gift of Christ the gift that continues on. As I was praying about today, I had a whole other message in my thinking process. I had a whole different message. I was thinking about, you know, what are we building our lives upon? I was thinking about, you know, as things shake, it reveals what, what we're actually building our lives upon. And I was going to go down that track, and the Lord was going, no, you're not going down that track. And I, I was like, no, this is really good. And he goes, no, yeah, no, this is not what I want you to say today. So some of us, or one of us, or someone needs to, or all of us need to be encouraged with this word today. Amen? The gift of Christ that keeps on going on. Because he is God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And even when he left this earth, even when his body left this earth, he sent his spirit to dwell in each one of us. He said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send my spirit to indwell in you. And you are children of God. Amen? So this, this gift that continues on. So what I'm getting at is that you know the gift of Christ is not just a once-off uh, thing, you know, where we receive him as our Lord and Saviour, where, where we surrender and give our lives, but this gift just keeps on going. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So I've got some things this morning, and I could have had a really long list, but I did know that some of you have other things to do. So I've just got a few. Some of the things that at this point in time, the world is throwing at you. And if I could be bold enough to say, when I say the world throwing at you, it's the enemy that's throwing at you, but he's using things in the world. Yep. Because in the end, it is black and white. There is heaven or hell. There is actually no third place. There's no like lukewarm, sit on the fence and everything will be okay. It's like, if you don't say yes, then it's actually a no. So the world tries to throw at you fear. Yep. You've only got to turn on the media and you see fear. So much is based on fear. So the world today is trying to throw fear on you. Fear, fear, fear. But what did Jesus say? Well, yeah, he did say do not fear. Yeah, that's that's good. Thanks, Jenny. It's good. I particularly thought of this verse (laughs) in John 14, verse 27. He says, Peace. I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled or fearful. Amen? So when the world tries to throw fear at you, Jesus, the gift that keeps on giving, has peace for you. The peace that surpasses all knowledge, that guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When the world is all fearful about this COVID, Jesus, thing, you can have peace. You can be at peace. And when stuff happens in your workplaces or in, your, in the immediate circle and people are fearful about stuff, you can have peace. And you know what? That peace that you carry can be a witness to those people that don't have it. Amen? That peace that you carry can be a witness to those that don't have it. Amen? So the world then tries to throw at you anxiety. It tries to throw at you stress. It tries to throw at you worry. So you're anxious about things and you worry about things and you're all stressful about things. And at times we all kind of feel a bit like that. Maybe. Just a little bit. Every now and then. Well, Jesus says this He says, Come to me. Isn't that a good picture to re- remind yourself? Come to Jesus. Just come to him. That's a place of surrender. All of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We don't need to be anxious. We don't need to worry. We don't need to be stressed out to the max. We just need to learn to abide in that place of rest because Jesus said, abide in me and I will abide in you and you will bear much fruit. That rest can be a witness to people in times of stress and worry and anxiety. The world tries to make you feel alone. I've felt times of being alone. I've felt alone in the ministry at times. It's like, does anyone understand? <laughs> we all feel, we, we all have times, maybe. Well, maybe not we all do, but a lot of us have even a moment where we feel alone for whatever reason. But the world tries to make people feel alone. And in this, in fact, as you've already heard, well, some of you would have already heard me say this, that the UK have put on a minister for loneliness, A minister for isolation because they realise that in this time of social connection through social media, that actually people are more disconnected now more than ever. And that's why I don't, you know, online stuff, okay, it has its place. But you know what, people in this region, what they need is face-to-face Christians. They need people in their lives that will be Jesus' hands and feet and mouthpiece, not through a screen. So they try... The world tries to make us feel alone. But what does the Lord say to us? He says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Amen? I want to just turn to a couple of verses in Galatians 4, and it says this. When the time came to completion, God sent His Son, born of a woman born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You are not alone. Even when you feel alone, you are not alone. And that is a witness. You carry the presence of God. The very presence of God through the Holy Spirit. I saw Mattabel put this post up the other day that was from someone else on on Facebook, and it said something along the lines of, you know, you know, um, when we get to heaven, and you know, you know, we're going to ask Moses what was it like to part the seas, and we're going to ask Abraham what was it like, and we're going to ask all these patriarchs of the faith what was it like, and they'll say what was it like to have God inside you. You are not alone. You are not alone. Amen? The world tries to throw at you grief. The the world tries to throw at you sadness. And I'm not talking about a sadness where we have loss and and something happened. I'm not talking about that kind of grief because we do have to process stuff. But, you know, those people that get trapped in it, they just can't escape it. And the Lord says this. In John chapter 14, verse 26. But the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. He brings comfort and he brings counsel. That is a witness in itself as well. You can can speak the very words of God. You can speak the comfort. You can speak the counsel. And sometimes you don't even need to speak. You just need to be. And that can minister to people so powerfully. The world tries to throw at you lies. There are so many lies out there. You know what? If we actually went to look through the corporate world or the, you know, the business world, like the corporate, the corporate world in the world, that's what I'm trying to get at, there would be so much corruption there is so much stuff that happens behind the scenes that we don't even think about. We don't even know about. You know, you hear a little snippet every now and then on the news when something breaks forth. But it is it is rife in our worlds. Why? Because of, because of the lies and the deception and everything else that's being thrown at us. But you know what? Jesus is the truth. He's not a truth. He's the truth. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. There's not many ways to the Father. There's just one. It's Jesus. There's not many truths. There's just one, and his name is Jesus. And the world doesn't like that because it means we have to give up something. It means we have to let go of something. Pride gets in the way. Selfishness gets in the way. But we read this in John chapter 16. We're in in John a little bit today. Love the gospel of John. John uh, chapter 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. So Jesus is not just the truth, but the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God is the spirit of truth. And he wants to speak truth. He wants to see, speak truth about who Jesus is, but he wants to speak truth over you about your circumstances, about your situation, about your identity, about who you are, about what's really going on. He wants to speak truth. Amen? We're getting there. Are we going all right? Or are we going good? The world wants to throw at you hopelessness. You know, and I think this is a big one. You walk around Bundaberg, you walk, it doesn't matter which city you walk around really, there are so many people that are living in hopelessness, given up. What's the point of it all? For those that are part of the family, I spoke a message about hope three or four weeks ago. Maybe you remember it. But we ended with this verse in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope, Amen? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. If this is not a verse to declare at this time of the year, then I don't know what is. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are hope bearers. You carry hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You carry that. And as you allow the God of hope to fill you, joy comes and peace comes. That is such a witness to the world in which we live. Amen? And the enemy, the world, in that sense, tries to come at you and steals and kills and destroy. We know that the enemy, Satan, that's what he likes to do. He likes to steal, kill and destroy. Destroy people, destroy lives, destroy, destroy, destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you would have life. And not just life, but abundant life. It can be translated life above the common. We are not commoners, we are kingdom ambassadors for Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus and you're here today, then today is a great day. You've already heard testimonies about new birth. Today is a great day to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Amen. Great day. God with us. You know, if we, if we had more time today, we could look at all the different names that God revealed Himself to people in Scripture. There are so many names of God as He revealed Himself. In our language today, in our English language, you know, like Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. You know, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He revealed Himself as holy. He revealed Himself as almighty. He revealed Himself in so many ways to so many people in Scripture. God with us. And He is everything you need for that moment. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. He is the gift. Christ is the gift that that continues on, that keeps on giving. It's not just a once-off. This is eternal life that we may know Him. Amen? That is walking with God day by day by day. Eternal life is not just what is to come. If you're been born again, it's your eternal life starts now. Even though you, you die, you still live. It's a win-win. That's why Paul could say, well, if I'm going to keep living in this world for Christ, you know what? I'm going to just do it. And in the midst of it, if I die in the midst of that or, or in the doing of it, then it's better because I'm going to glory. God with us, Emmanuel. Jesus, the word that became flesh, has already been mentioned a couple of times today. John 1, verse 14. I just want to close with this thought that our God is the God of the turnaround. And our God is the God of the breakthrough. As God reveals himself in the midst of a circumstance, he is the God of the turnaround. He is the God of the breakthrough. Amen? Good on you, Wendy. I love Wendy's amens. I love that the whole... Isaiah, those who trust, or the translations can be those who wait upon, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We read about Jesus in Isaiah 61. We don't need to read all of that today. But he came to bring good news, didn't he? and to set the captives free. He's the God of the turnaround. He's the God of the breakthrough. He heals the brokenhearted. He sets the captives free. He brings freedom for prisoners. There's turnaround. A crown of beauty instead of ashes. Joy instead of mourning. A garment of praise instead of despair. That is the ministry of Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's the God of the breakthrough. John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. <laughs> <laughs> but be courageous for i have overcome this world and as christ overcomes we overcome too amen that's why he's the god of the breakthrough he's the god of the turnaround so i, I want to close with this scripture today the we've got another carol or song to sing haven't we yeah But I want to close with this. I want to close with Psalm 27. I felt it was a word of encouragement to us today. Psalm 27. Sometimes we need to understand where the psalms are written because we can read a psalm and we go, wow, that sounds really nice. But we actually have to understand the context of where the psalm was written to actually understand the faith that is actually being shared here. So Psalm 27, David David was being pursued. People were after his life. This is where he penned this psalm. And he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? What a statement of faith. When people were pursuing him, they wanted his life. And he said, of whom shall I be afraid? Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. He's my stronghold. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh and my foes and my enemies stumble and fell. Though an army is deployed against me. Imagine putting yourself in that position. Though an army is deployed against you, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. Whoo! This good psalm. Such encouragement. We talk about everything that the world wants to throw at you in your circumstance, and then we remind ourselves about everything who God is, that He is peace, that He is rest. His presence is with us. He is comfort. He is truth. He is hope. He is life. He is joy. He is salvation. He is all these things we just need to remind ourselves again today. And David says this, I have asked this one thing from the Lord. This is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, seeking him in his temple. David was consumed with seeking God. My my heart, my soul follows hard after thee. Because there's a promise. For he will conceal me in his shelter. In the day of adversity, he hides me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies. I will offer sacrifices in this tent with shouts of joy. In the midst of the battle, I will shout joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, your face I will seek. Psalm 27 closes with these statements that I love to dwell on. And he says this. And this is our declaration today for you, your family, situation, for Bundaberg, for the region. In which we live, or if you're visiting from elsewhere, take it with you. I am confident of this. I'm confident. What does confident mean? To be unwavering. My feet are firmly planted. My roots have gone down deep. And I'm confident of this, that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. So wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. He's the God of breakthrough. He's the God of turnarounds. You know, for so many people, 2020 has been a hard year in so many ways. But I believe that God's encouragement to us today is to once again focus upon Christ, the gift that keeps on giving. He is everything that you need. And there is breakthrough and there is turnaround. And we're going to continue to see the ever-increasing goodness of God in this land that He has placed us. Amen? We've got joy, haven't we? Joy? 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 Who? Joy? Jim's the joy man. Lord, we want to thank you today that we can gather here and be reminded that you are the gift that just continues on. We thank you that you are everything. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. It is all about you, Jesus. You are worthy of every breath. You're worthy of all our praise. You're worthy. You are so worthy. And we thank you today. And we thank you that your word reminds us and that your spirit reminds us of who you are and what you have done and what you continue to do in us and through us and amongst us. We thank you. And Lord, we gather and we stand today. And Lord, we say, fill us with hope, God. Let fresh hope come in our spirits today. Let fresh hope come in our lives today that we would be a people of hope, that we would be a people of joy, that we would be a people of peace, that we would see more and more know the the goodness of God in their lives, that as we've heard about new birth, that many more would see and know the salvation of our God. Lord, we thank you today. We declare, Jesus, that you are Lord and you are King. And we say, have your way increasingly so in our lives.